Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Sage Lewis. This is the Sage Against the Machine podcast, episode 101. Three digits, baby. Believe that? Three digits of this nonsense. Anybody can say anything these days. Anybody. Uh, I think that's good. Except you really can't, you know? There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that are, uh, trying to squelch, uh, speech. They don't like, I, I get, I get noticed every so often from different services, Facebook, YouTube, that uh, I have said misleading or untrue things. And, uh, which I find odd. I find odd. Oh, hey, everybody. We're going to try something new. We're going to try calling into the show. Okay? If you guys want to call into the show, if you don't want to, uh, if you don't want to just, you know, say hi and talk on chat, Let's try it. I'm going to put the call-in information over there. You can come and join me on, uh, that's Google Meet. You can call in on the phone. You can call in uh, on the Google Meet, and uh, we can talk that way. So, you know, I like sometimes I, I'll listen to this show, and I'm like, ugh, so boring, so boring. Just me yammering. And I know that other people do it. It's fine. But I'm like, I I don't know. I just maybe just a little variety. So anyways, yeah, you want to talk? You want to call? You want to you wanna stream on the show? Just come to those little things that I just put in the, in the live thing. Yeah. Cynthia. Okay. All right. Good. Actually, let's, uh, let's, let's get right to the important stuff here. Um, Cynthia says, what did Cynthia say? Cynthia says, tell people to vote for Coca, Coca, Gorilla, and Dogs. They be the best ones for the offices. I'm all for that. I'm 100% voting for animals for office. If you can uh, tell me what they're running for, and uh, I would be happy to do it. Uh, oh, this is not Cynthia. I'm sorry. It's Cynthia. I'm sorry. Uh, have clowns in our police as police officers. Also love it. I love it. Um, this is the beauty of trolling, you know? Like, why does 4chan and the right get to have all the fun? Why can't the left have fun? I mean, I really truly believe that Donald Trump was just, a, a you know, for the lulls. You know, like, why not put Donald Trump? And then... Uh, he won, and they're like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And um, I I honestly believe, I believe this now, that there is a certain section of the Trump supporters, you know, that know that it's all a lie. They know that the, uh, you know, that, 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 that Biden won. What do they think that that uh, Ted Kennedy is going to come back and run? Let's see. Hold on. QAnon and Kennedy coming back from the dead. It wasn't Ted. No. Okay. Yeah. See here. Check this out. 
why hundreds of QAnon supporters showed up in Dallas expecting JFK Jr.'s return. So, uh, in rainy Dallas with temperatures giving the low 60s, hundreds huddled on umbrellas, flags, and signs wait for history to be made on Tuesday. Some even brought folding chairs. That's how you know how serious they were. At the site overlooking where President John F. Kennedy was assassinated nearly six decades ago, scores of QAnon believers outfitted with Trump Kennedy 2024 shirts, flags, and other merchandise. So they went to this place waiting for John F. Kennedy to, I don't know if he was going to come back from the dead or, um, I don't know. It said the prophecy foretold online did not come true. Uh, it says who has been dead for would appear at that spot, emerging from anonymity to become Donald Trump's vice president from the former president. See, so like this stuff, this is what I believe. I believe there's a section of these supporters that put out this stuff and they think it's hilarious. And um, then I do believe that then certain people believe it. (laughs) And so I just think that it is, um, you know, I think they're trolling their own people. And then I do believe that some people believe it and then they watch what happens and I think they think it's hilarious. Um, I do believe that there is a certain uh, contingent of Trump supporters that don't believe that truth matters, that um, the truth is just a subjective thing that can be um, swayed and changed. And then, then I do believe then there are people that believe it. That's my theory. Love to know your theory. Why don't you call in? Tell me your theory. Waiting. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still in the call. Just because nobody's there doesn't mean I'm not there. Of course I'm here. Don't be silly. Um, so yeah, that's my theory. And so, uh, to Synther's point, absolutely. Let's get gorillas and dogs and clowns. Let's get them in there. Why not? Because I'll tell you what, it makes a valid point. Could they really be worse than what we've already got? Could they really be worse than what we've already got? I doubt it. Honestly, they'd probably be better. I think they would be better in some cases. Um, We repeatedly get the short end of the stick on leadership. I was talking to a woman today, a very, I'm not going to mention who she is or where I was, you know, in case I don't want to embarrass her. Um, incredibly smart and educated and accomplished. And uh, she's like, I tried running for office once, never again, never again, never again. She said, I'll never run for office again. And that sucks because um, who ends up running for office? Guys like me. That's who. <laughs> just, you just don't get the leaders you deserve and need. Now, I'm not saying I'm not trying my hardest. But I am saying sometimes I look around and I'm like, my God, my God, is this... Is, am I really as good as it gets? Because, honestly, uh, I think I am. 
<laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Then we end up having 80-year-olds running our entire country, the most powerful country in the world, and they're insane. Did you watch the uh, debate between Dr. Oz and the other guy? Uh, the other guy is, you know, my guy. He's on my side. He believes in what I believe, but he had this massive stroke in May. Can, can't put a full sentence together, okay? Hold on. Dr. Oz debate. All right, let's see if I can uh, get something on YouTube here so we can hear this guy. Let me let me uh, look this up real quick. Let's see here. Uh, 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 painful to watch, this guy says. Okay, yeah, so here, watch. Behold, the worst televised debate between two politicians that has ever happened. Sky News. All right, hold on. The worst. In Pennsylvania, would you want this hardcore leftist to be your next senator? Because I think anyone who watches this will say, hell freaking no. Let's start with, how does he go at the very start of the debate? What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. There it is. Ah! <laughs> Hi. Good night, everybody. This has been a lot of fun. Hope we can do it again sometime. Let's hear it some more. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than... He's reading off a teleprompter. $20 million. Which is, I guess, fine. ...of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz Rule. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally, look, I'm not hating on people that have strokes. What I am saying is not everybody should be a senator, Okay. There are certain basic qualifications like being able to put a, a noun and a verb in the correct order to read a teleprompter. Look, I am sorry this guy had a stroke. I am sorry. Okay? But this guy is running for Senate. Let me watch some more. On. That if he's on TV, he's lying. Uh, despite his handicap, they dubbed him performance a disaster. Yeah, uh, now obviously Sky News Australia, I don't know, it's probably a right wing, whatever, blah blah blah, who cares? But um it, it that's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable, and uh my whole point is that um, you know, is that all we have? It's all we got is a guy that just had a stroke. Can't string an entire sentence together. Is that like what literally, I mean, are we going to just start sending people in a coma onto the stage? 
Uh, Bob Smith, you have 60 seconds to say why you should be elected uh, the next senator of Pennsylvania. It's just 60 seconds of watching this guy on a on a ventilator. I mean, is it really worse than that? <laughs> Shannon, what's up? We need people in office that know what the streets are like so they can actually make a fucking difference because if you haven't lived it, how can you understand it? Uh, 100% that's correct. So um, there is extreme poverty in Akron. There are people who are living unbelievably brutal lives talking to my lawyer today we were talking about we were um talking about sex trafficking because i was i'm being sued by the city uh for sheltering homeless people and as i was talking to my wife and kid this morning i'm like i am being sued by the city of akron for sheltering homeless people i'm like just let that sink in for a minute just let that just sit there The city of Akron is suing me for helping homeless people. I just, there's something fishy about that scenario. Um, so at any rate, we were, I, I, I have to go before this magistrate who's wonderful. I have to go between for the city of Akron people who like, I, you know, they, they support zoning. They love zoning. Nothing more important than zoning. I like them both. I like them both. I, you know what? I admire them. They're like activists for zoning. They're like the zoning activists. I will, I will go to the mat for zoning. Like, that's pretty fucking noble. I, good for you, you know? I, I appreciate you having values and, and the whole thing. I, I, that's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I'm I'm happy for. You. Anyways, um, we were walking. We were going on the elevator, and there were two sheets of you know eight and a half by eleven paper with, I don't know, four by five twenty pictures of missing. Teenagers or children below the 18, like, you know, and we were commenting, my lawyer and I were commenting. I'm like, I, I didn't even know who are these people. Why have I not heard about them? Why is the first time I'm seeing them in this, in this, uh, elevator? Hold on. Let me see if I can, if they've came on my, if they're on my computer yet, let me see if I can, I took a picture of them. I took a picture of these people um, Monday. Hold on. How does it? Why don't you just freaking upload my pictures to the interweb so we can have a nice discussion about them here? Uh, Hold on. Oh, yeah. There they are. There they are. Explore. See, they're, they're there. I just don't know... Spotlight, blah, 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 blah. 
I can't figure out sharing. What's the matter, Clarabelle? Clarabelle's having some problems. Our dogs are having problems. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't figure it out. They're on my phone. They say they're up here. I can't find them. I don't know. I don't know where they are. It doesn't matter. All I know is, no, let's see. It's it's four. It's eight people per page. That's 16 people. They're all women, mostly brown, okay? Um, there they go. Okay, hold on. Okay, so this is missing children. Have you seen me? All right. Uh, these are people from Ohio, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Whitehall, Columbus. Um, ages, it looks from 15 to 17. Okay. All girls, female. Then, uh, then I got on another elevator. And here are some more. Now, these girls aren't all brown, but they're all girls. Oh, Hema was found. And so literally on the elevator, somebody has crossed out and said, hey, everybody, don't worry. Hema's been found. Is that how we're updating this? Don't worry, Hema. It's okay, everybody. We found Hema. Now, interestingly, there's more white, uh, light-skinned people here on this picture, you know. Um, have these other girls been found and been crossed off? Uh, um, hold on. Um, are they on another elevator? We're like, don't worry, everybody. Is there an elevator in Mentor that said Hayden's been found? Where, where do we learn about these people? This is the National Human Trafficking Hotline. SOAP. Okay? And what I want to know is, how is it me, who's an activist for humans, not know about these girls, didn't know about Hema, Dahmala, Dahmala, Hema Damala from Akron, missing since June. Okay, when was she found? Is she okay? What happened to Hema? Does everybody know Hema's been found? Who else? Uh, <laughs> who else is missing? I just, I just feel like. Crossing them off in the elevator is not the most sophisticated organizational process. Shannon says, if I did run for office, my slogan would be former addict, single mom, lives under poverty level, formerly homeless. I get it. My God, Shannon, would you please, would you please, would you please run? Now. What's going to happen is if you do run, you'll never run again because they will destroy you. They will destroy you. They'll look into your past. They will start divulging things that you've done. They will come after you as a mom. They will crush you. And then you'll be like, fuck that. I will never run again. 
Um, <laughs> they are evil, terrible people. They don't care how they win as long as they win. Okay? The people in office are in office because they are greedy and they are obsessed with power. They don't care if they're helping people. They don't care. All they care about is getting reelected. That's it. And they will destroy you. They don't care what happens to you along the way as long as they win. They're terrible, terrible, terrible people, politicians are. Terrible. Can't say enough. Terrible about the politicians. Um, Shannon says, my dad and I have been round about it. I know what they'll do. I have been threatened already in no certain terms. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Um... So, of course, we're not going to get the best of the best because the best of the best are like, I'm good. I don't need that. So, you get guys like me. And in this realm, I'm sorry to say and sad to report, I'm about as good as it gets. Okay? I, I'm not saying... I don't suck. I'm just saying I suck less than everybody else. <laughs> That's running for office. There, I mean, it's just a terrible place. And, um, but this is critical to our democracy. It is critical to our democracy that we have decent people to vote for. Because what happens is they run around telling us that we have to vote. And then we look around and we're like, vote for what? You're like, you better vote, man. You better vote. You better vote. Um... And then, of course, we have low voter turnout. We have black men, the lowest group of people that vote. Uh, they're like, why? Nobody cares about me. The only people that want me in jail longer than the Republicans are the Democrats. Got to be tough on crime, which means we got we to gotta put our thumb on these black men. These black men are suspicious. Haven't you heard? They got big dicks and they're... they're, they're their, their sexual libido is off the charts, and they're dangerous, man. They're dangerous. Look, that's the underlying comment we've had since, uh, what was that, what was that, um, super racist, what was that super racist movie without words? The Birth of a Nation. Yeah, you remember this movie? Birth of a Nation, most racist movie ever made. 
D.W. Griffith's film was released on February 8th, 1915. A century later, is regarded as a landmark in cinema history and terribly bigoted. Basically, it's this. It's this idea that black men are coming for our women. They're uh, overly sexual. They're dangerous. They're scary. Um, you know. And then the KKK comes out and saves the day. <laughs> it was, uh, it was actually uh, 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 filmed or not filmed. It was uh, screened in the White House. In the White House. Um. It says the film is one of the most racist films ever made. Maybe the most racist film ever made, says Alan Scott, author of the just published cinema civil rights. This film actually depicts lynchings as a positive thing. The politics of the film was essentially to say certain black per- people are worthy of being lynched. In that sense, in that sense, just in that sense. <laughs> it's extremely racist. <laughs> Professor Rice, who also finds specifics of the black man's who lynchings, who's lynched troubling. He's the uh, he's the black rapist figure who is stereotyped as the black man whose eyes are only for white women. There he is. Look at that scary guy. This played deeply into the pervasive fear of miscegenation. I don't even. How can I be afraid of something I can't even pronounce? What is that? What's miss? Uh, the interbreeding of people considered to be of different racial values. Okay. Look at that poor white woman. <laughs> Whatever role D.W. Griffith may have played in bringing a racist film to the screen, the root of much of the bigotry can be located in the source material, a racist text called The Klansman, which is by, by Tiny Raylan, telling you, the film is credited with reviving the racist KKK who adopted as a recruitment tool, Ku Klux Klan's been a kind of a dead organization by 1915, but with the film, came out and became a hit. KKK was refounded and capitalized on the film's success in the 20s, became a massive organization at the peak of the nation's furor. You know, anyways, you get it? Um, <laughs> holy crap. So, look, I know a man who told me that if he was walking in Akron, which I can't imagine because he doesn't live in Akron and would only drive it anyways, that he would um, probably cross the street if a young black man was walking towards him. Okay? Okay? <laughs> that is a man that's alive today. Okay? A man that is alive today. Um... Chan says, looks like she found a spider in her iced coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wow. Wow. Just wow. Okay. Uh, Screened in the White House, ladies and gentlemen. The White House that slaves built. Okay. All right. So, no wonder black men are like, fuck it, I'm not voting. I mean, who do you want me to vote for, Joe Biden? Joe Biden is the guy that put me in jail the first time. Screw Joe Biden, screw them all, I'm just going to stay home. 
So you can't blame them because they're like, go and vote. Let's register people to vote. For who, motherfuckers? Who are you going to vote for? Because the people that are thoughtful, look, I've been out, I'm, I'm going to about 50 voters a day, knocking on doors, running for Ward 8. I, I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't care. You can hate me. I'm knocking on your door. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hi, my name is Sage Lewis. I'm running for Ward 8. I'd like to be your next uh, city council person. I'm just, I'm doing that. I'm doing that because uh, I've been told it helps and I'm going to do everything I can to win because uh, God help us. Somebody needs to be in politics that will stand up for the people. God damn it. Because right now the people that stand up, that get into politics want to just be in politics. And so they stand up for the people that fund their campaigns, corporations, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. That is the truth. That is the truth. They just want to be in office. Look, my goal is to run and win and be in office for four years. I'm going to run. I'm going to, run, I'm going to be in office like it's the last four years I will ever be allowed to be in office again. I am going to fight for the people in the most extreme, hardcore way I possibly can. I am not going to strategically plan my re-election campaign. I'm going to do everything in my power to stand up for the people of Akron. Specifically, well, not specifically, but including people like our friend Shannon here, former addict, single mom, lives in poverty, formerly homeless. I have never been homeless. I am an alcoholic. I haven't drank in about 19 years. I can get you the exact date if you'd like, but it's been about 19 years. I cannot drink because I love it too much. It's my true soulmate. Um, I understand addiction. I come from a single mom uh, who uh, who made minimum wage selling. Initially, she sold uh, Minuteman Press uh, um, printing door to door from businesses, then became the suspension monitor at Medina High School, and she did that most of her career. Um, people really liked her as the suspension monitor. It was actually a very, uh, she did it so she could be home when I was, um, you know, when I got home from school and as a kid, as a young kid. And, um, but, uh, people oftentimes come to me and say, Hey, your mom was, uh, the suspension monitor when I was in suspension. She was really cool. And, uh, that always, I, that always meant a lot to me because you know what? We got to stop just hating people because of whatever reason we hate people. You're black. I hate you. You're white. I hate you. You're rich. I hate you. You're poor. I hate you. You're an addict. I hate you. No, man. 
I'm not saying you can't hate people like me and Jeff Fusco. I hate Jeff Fusco. He's evil. He's a bad, bad man. We have to do everything we can to get out of uh, him out of office. It's not because I hate Jeff Fusco because he's an old white man. I hate Jeff Fusco because I hate Jeff Fusco. He's evil. He carries the water for the administration. He is trying to undermine issue 10 by putting some sort of weird, contrived, I don't know, ordinance or something where city council is going to vote on how they feel about issue 10. They got no place to be doing that. Stay out of the election, Jeff Fusco. You're an asshole and you're undermining the will of the people. So fuck you. See, that's how you hate a person. Do you see the difference? Not like, oh, there's an old white man. I hate you, old white man. No. No. Do you know the guy who, uh, who's the director of Mad Max Fury Road? You know this movie, Mad Max Fury Road? George Miller, born in 1945. That movie goes hard, baby, from start to finish. An old man, an old white man. Look at that guy. Couldn't look older and whiter. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. That movie goes hard. George Miller. See, I don't know. Maybe George Miller is a terrible human. But what I know about George is he made this and Happy Feet. Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? He made Mad Max uh, uh, Fury Road and Happy Fucking Feet. God damn. If you don't love George Miller for at least what he does from films, you don't love films. Again, I don't know. Maybe you can change my mind. Maybe you can be like, no, George Miller uh, eats babies. And uh, to which point I would say I did not know. I guess I will now have to rethink my thoughts on George Miller. I don't know. I don't know. I must not hate old white men. I must judge them by the content of their character. George Miller, based on what I know, I love you. George uh, 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 Jeff Fusco, based on what I know, I hate you. You can suck a big dick. See? Do you see how I'm doing this? We need to learn to hate people one-on-one. It's okay to hate people. It's okay. They deserve it. Some of them. Okay? But we can't just hate people because they're addicted. We can't just hate people because they're homeless. We can't hate people just because they're billionaires or they have no money. We got to get to know them. Okay? Don't judge me by the color of my skin, but by the content of my character, said some guy once. Come on. I know it's hard. You got to do it. You got to do it. Now, you might say, well, but Sage, I hate all homeless people because they need to get their shit together. Okay. Now we're on to something. Are you saying that all homeless people are just screwing around being lazy assholes, okay? Are you saying that? Because now we can have a conversation. Because if they are, maybe I can be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck those lazy fuckers. They are just sitting around doing nothing. Just sitting around, just 
sitting in their stupid little tents doing their stupid little shit when they could be getting a house. They could be getting a job. Right? They're just sucking off the teat of the tent fairy. So let's just say that. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying that there has never been a person who found themselves in a tent through no mistake of their own? Is that what you're saying? Well, everybody shares some responsibility. Oh, they do, do they? Everyone shares a responsibility for finding themselves in a tent. They do, huh? Mom and kid living in a tent in California. You see this story? You see this guy? Theo. He's homeless in a tent. Okay? Are you going to blame Theo for being in a tent? Fuck you, Theo, you piece of shit, lazy kid. Get to work. Theo's just a seven-year-old living in a tent. Okay, can we say that we don't necessarily want to blame Theo? Because if we, if, if, and this is where the slippery slope is going to come. If you can say, well, okay, it's not Theo's fault he's living in a tent. Then what if I find another one and another one and another one? Okay, what I'm doing is I'm undermining your theory that all the homeless people are lazy, no good addicts. Okay? And then you're going to have to decide, well, I guess there could be some homeless people that I've just had a bad, uh, you know, some bad luck. Let me give you another example. A friend of mine came to me who's lived in a tent before. He came to me wanting a tent last week. You know why? Because he was living in an apartment, paying his rent. And it turns out the person he was renting from was not the actual owner of the house. The guy he was renting from was a squatter. And the actual owner of the house showed up and threw them all out. Okay, my friend was paying rent. Do you understand? He had nowhere to go. He has been thrown out of the haven of rest, the only men's shelter for life. I can't remember. He did something in 1989 because that was my first thing. I went to him and I said, why don't you just go for tonight? Because it was cold. I'm like, why don't you just tonight? Go to the Haven Arrest. He's like, I can't go. I've been thrown out for life. I was thrown out in 1989, 1998. I can't remember. I can't remember. He's never allowed back in the Haven Arrest. And I can't remember what it was. It was it was sort of a silly thing. It wasn't like he beat up somebody or I, I it was some he violated, I don't know, curfew or something. I can't remember what it was. So now we have a person. Here's our second. We have Theo, who's living in a tent, seven-year-old Theo. Now I got a guy who has been just thrown out of his house. 
he was paying rent on. Turns out he was paying rent to the wrong guy. And he has he cannot go to the haven of rest because he's been thrown out of there for life. Could that guy get a tent in your world? Or are we just going to blame him? Well, no, he's a piece of shit. Fuck him. Okay. Is Theo a piece of shit? Fuck him. I mean, the he's a piece of shit. Fuck him theory is a theory. It's the Hitler theory. Of which, um, not my choice of solutions, but I'm very... Glad, I guess. I don't know if glad's the word. At least Hitler had a theory about homeless people. I'm not talking about Jews. He killed all kinds of people. Just let's take the homeless people. He just killed homeless people. Didn't he? Did Hitler kill homeless people? I want this to be a factual show, you know. Uh... <laughs> Look at this. Washington Post says GOP lawmakers say homeless people should look to Hitler for inspiration. Oh yeah, this is no, no. Oh yeah, that's not that. That's that's weird. That's fucking weird. Um. Uh. Let's see. This one says vagrants and beggars in Hitler's Reich. The years of the depression in Germany brought unemployment, destitution. Uh, there were some 3.9 million unemployed. We're dependent on the rates. Um, I don't know. Under 30, young people were completely excluded from state unemployment and crisis benefit. I think he killed homeless people. Didn't he? I think. Okay, what was life like for a homeless person in Nazi Germany? Well, during the campaigns against a social elements, homeless persons had a good chance of... You get state-provided accommodations. Oh, really? Nice little barrack, nice barbed wire fence all around. Oh, I see. Oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. And healthy regime of strict discipline and vigorous work to teach them about the importance of work that inside. In short, homeless persons had a good chance of seeing concentration camps from the inside. Mm-hmm. From 1936 to 1937 onward, you were likely to be classified as antisocial, strictly speaking asocial, and would probably be sent to a concentration camp. On the whole... People who had been homeless for any length of time found it particularly hard to get accustomed to the routine and rigors of life in the camps and perished soon after arrival. So there you go. Concentration camps. Okay. Um, it's more effective than what the Democrats are doing, which is just letting people fester on the streets of our cities. The, the, so let me break it down to you. There's there's two sides. There's the housing first side, which is the liberal agenda, which everybody gets a house. Everybody gets a house. I mean, literally. I'm pretty sure if you're homeless for a day, you get a free house. I think that's housing first. And then the conservative side is... Um, Service first, which is, hey, man, you got to get treatment. You got to get addiction treatment, mental health treatment, blah, blah, blah. I tend to um, side, actually, on the service first people, but I got to be careful. 
because these people could end up in concentration camps. And, um, uh, like, for example, Portland, Oregon right now is making is going to outlaw um, camping on sidewalks, which I support. And they're going to make, I think, three mega camps. Now, the problem we have is that um, we'll have to see what these mega camps are like. Because I am of the belief that it's your life. And if you aren't hurting somebody else, do whatever the fuck you want with your life. You want to do drugs, do drugs. You want to have, uh, you want to, you want to sell sex, sell sex. Not on me. Not my business. Not my business. Now, my personal theory is I believe that we need tiered approaches. I'm all for um, uh, encouraging people to act uh, in, in, a, in a socially positive way. I, I am. I am. I'm like, hey, man, could you work? Well, why don't we let's, – let's try and get you on a path you could contribute to society because – you don't, I don't think it's totally fair that you just get to sit around doing nothing when you're mentally stable and you could do some sort of work. But I mean, like, look, if I can, if you can prove to me that you um, have some sort of explosive disorder, you can't work in uh, group settings, you can't work in a job, which are, uh, I've, I've known people that are disabled because they can't, they can't hold down a job and it's been proven that they can't which is a different situation altogether. But if you can show up to work and, you know, do a job, let's get you a job. Or I got a tent for you over here, and there's porta potties and there's trash uh, service. But, you know, that's about it. Um, you, you're, you're, uh, there's going to be security. You're not going to be able, you know, you're, people aren't going to be able to beat you up, and you're not going to be able to beat up other people, and you're not going to be able to steal from people and hopefully people aren't going to steal from you and then what do we do when those people because they will come i guarantee the people that steal where are we going to put them in my plan it's going to be problematic i believe honestly that we're going to give them 10 by 10 dog kennels outside of these organizations they'll be able to come in uh for if there's services or whatever but maybe not but they can they'll be safe in their little 10 by 10 dog kennel that they'll be able to lock and leave and but they can't come in they still deserve a tent and a place to to be safe, uh, but um, I got on video two homeless people right now that um, just stole from me. I have it on video, so you know they're out. They're out because what am I gonna do? I it, it's very frustrating for other homeless people when other homeless people are stealing from them. So they gotta go. They gotta go. But I'm not saying we can't. We they 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 either if they if you can't put them in jail then we got to have a place for them to live. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that is the contract, I would think, with society. That if we're going to have a society, a group of people working together, everyone needs a place in society, a place they can go. And by just leaving them on the streets, you are hurting other people in society. It's not fair. It's not fair for the other people to be like, well, we can't find a house for them, so we're going to just let them live on the streets. No, 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 
No, I can't say it enough. That's wrong. That's not fair to the other people. But they do need a place to go. And the problem is liberals don't like tents. And so they're like, well, we have no place for them. I'm like, well, that's actually your problem because my solution is uh, we create camps. Okay. We have different camps. Um, You're not locked in there. You can come and go, but you can't put a tent on the street. You can't put a tent on the beach. No, 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 no. You can come to the street. You can come to the beach, but you're not going to put a tent there. And if it's legal for you to sleep on the beach, you can sleep on the beach without a tent, if unless it's legal to have a tent. But no, no. Uh, but it's the liberals that are getting us into this because they believe everybody just needs a house. And since we don't have houses, then we're going to have to let people rot on the streets, which infringes on the rights of, of other people. It's ridiculous. So believe it or not, I actually am siding more on the, the side of services first uh, that are putting up these camps, and what, which is like this liberal or this Portland, Oregon thing, which I'm in support of. Um, so, but yeah, um, let's see. Shannon says, it comes from bad adult decisions. I trusted someone, and this trust came to the, to the end result of me becoming homeless. My grandfather always told me don't trust anyone, not even me. Human nature is to take for self-interest and self-preservation. Screw everyone else. Um, that's that's powerful. That's powerful, Shannon. Um, your grandfather learned some hard lessons. That's some hard truth that your grandfather uh, doled out on you. And I'm not saying your grandfather is wrong. I'm not saying... Um, he's wrong. Um, and you obviously found his truth in this, uh, situation where you trusted somebody and that ended up being you becoming homeless. And, um, I think those kinds of scenarios happen a lot. I see a lot of people get become homeless after their spouse dies or their parent dies, you know. Um, human nature is very self-interested with the self-preservation and screw everyone else. It's 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 not it's true that that is but I'm here to tell you that um I mean, are people that you love going to disappoint you? 100% all the time. They don't necessarily mean it. Now, I'm not saying in your case that you weren't um, betrayed in a bad way in your situation. I don't, I don't know your situation, but I'm imagining this is not that. It's not just a mistake, you know. I'm, I'm, I imagine your situation was cruel and unfair and, and mean and vindictive and all that. But yeah, are are people that love you very much going to 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 let you down? Absolutely. I don't think that's a reason that in itself is a reason to not trust people. Um but because it is going to hurt, right? They're going to let you down. They're not going to show up when they said they're going to show up. They're going to 
you know, you need help and they're not going to be there for you. They're going to forget your birthday, you know, things like that. And those are, those are bad things, but they're not malicious. Typically they're ignorant and they're myopic and selfish for sure. But, um, I think that one of the lessons we're supposed to learn in, in, our time on earth is that we um, have to find some people that we can trust. Um, we have to find we, because that's wonderful. It's a gift. I think um, or maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's a lesson you're supposed to learn Shannon. I don't know. Um, I, I I believe I believe we're here to learn lessons. I really truly believe it. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I have some wacky theories, you know, reincarnation that that we're meant for something after this, but I certainly can't prove that. And uh, it's just something I like to believe. It helps me make sense of why we're suffering and why we're trying to learn things, you know. So, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry that those that's what the world is teaching you, that you can't trust anyone uh, because it does definitely teach you that. Um, the lesson that I personally learn is that, that I have a hard time with is nothing changes and it's all hopeless. <laughs> I believe that the pieces move around on the board but I ultimately, I don't know that I believe things are getting better. Like I know for a fact that we're living longer, healthier lives, but I don't think that was out of altruism. I think that was just society making money on, on, uh, you know, medicine. And I, I don't think, you know, I think we're proud that we live longer and healthier lives, but I don't think it was done from a, a place of love and compassion think it just happened because we cleaned up our trash off of the streets we got better medicine we got better health care we're paying people a little bit more money not because uh we want to just because there's pressure to do it um stuff like that so um i have a very hard time believing that there is hope but i'm going to tell you this maybe more than ever I am hopeful right now. Um, Dan Horrigan has committed to leaving Akron as mayor. And I, that is so wonderful. Uh, he is not a good mayor. I don't think he's a bad man like Jeff Fusco. Jeff Fusco is a bad man. Dan Horrigan was just in over his head. I That's my belief. Um, which warrants you not needing to be in that position you need to get out of that position um but he's not bad like jeff fusco is bad um he was focused on parks which i think that was what mayors were told to focus on like in big cities you know you see it they're focusing on parks like he goes to these you know, yearly retreats for mayors. And I think people are like, well, we got, we're focusing on parks now. And 
we're focusing on uh, people moving into the cities. You know, it's it's no longer cities are no longer a place for manufacturing and business. It's for places to live. You know, and it's like okay, we'll now live in Akron, and um, but, and those things aren't bad in themselves. But it was to the point of ignoring the other things. You know, I had seventy five tents on my land, and the only problem they saw was me. Not that I proved that there was a homeless problem in Akron, Ohio, just that there was a Sage Lewis problem. And um, they continue to believe that. You know? Last week, a librarian from the downtown library called me, and there was a woman who uh, had been, I don't know, kicked out of her house. And uh, this librarian called all the shelters in Akron and they were all full. It's just like, I don't know what to do with this woman. And this woman had never been homeless before. And there was literally nowhere to go. And if I can prove that there is no place for a homeless person to go, then what is the answer? That's all I want to know. Well, they won't answer that. They won't answer that. Because it puts them in a bad spot. Because then, what does that woman do? She has nowhere to go. All the shelters are full. And a librarian is calling me, asking me if I have any ideas. And now I have signed a piece of paper that says if I put a tent on my land, I will be held in contempt of court, which can include the magistrate can determine fines and or jail time. Okay? It does not matter that this woman has no place to go. What matters is I have violated zoning. Zoning is more important than that woman. Okay? And that's as clear as the situation is today, as I can make it. Ask them, ask anyone where this woman is supposed to go if there is no shelter. I just want to know. That's for eight years. That's the only question I want to know. Where does a person go that has nowhere to go? Can Anyone in Akron, Ohio, answer that question for me. Because now I have signed a piece of paper that basically says if I put a tent on my land because that woman had nowhere to go, I am in the wrong and I will go to jail. And that is where we are in Akron, Ohio. All right, everybody, I love you, I love you, I love you.
we are going to change Akron. Shamus Malik for mayor. Sage Lewis for Ward 8. The people are coming. Come on, man. We can do this. I love you. I'll see you. Bye.